0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Project MKUltra, also called the CIA Mind Control Program, is the codename given to the program of experiments on the citizens of America that were designed and undertaken by the CIA. To were at the time still are. Join us as we discuss the weird, terrifying world of MKUltra and her other CIA experiments. Hey, hey guys, I'm Sy. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Channel which features podcast series on all sorts of subjects. We've got shows and series on mental health, football, films, TV, wrestling, music, serial killers, and more, including a brand new series, The Andy Campbell Championship Show, which will be recording its first episode. or, Or when this comes out, we'll have already released the first episode where myself and former Premier League and Championship striker Andy Campbell review all the championship results. News and rumours for the week, and uh, I'm very happy to have Andy on board uh, full-time every week. It's going to be a good laugh. He's got a similar sense of humour to me, nice and dry, and uh, he likes a good laugh and we will ever go through the football. And uh, yeah, so uh, we have new guests every week. We have three shows every week, released Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so be sure to check them out. All our shows are available in video format at youtube.com. Slash Ace Podcast Nation. All our audio versions are available at the usual podcasting platforms. Join us on facebookcom a's slash a's Cast Nation and uh, join the seven point three thousand followers. Get involved. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And uh, join me today as we go down the rabbit hole of paranoia and secrecy. Is my co-host Reese Pycroft. Welcome, buddy. Nice, Hi, sir.
1: You
0: Yeah, it seems like yeah. ages but we've uh, recorded one of these. It has been a while. Well, but it's it's been like well, it's been like a week. <laughs> but, uh, well, it's probably been two, haven't it? Because we missed one. First yeah. one we've missed. So I uh, luckily I've got you know plenty of shows. But uh yeah, back to normal now, the the weekly conspiracy theory shows. So a uh, little disclaimer, as usual, before we head down the terrifying and weird road to conspiracy theories, we want to point out that just because we discuss a particular theory does not mean that we believe it to be true, agree with the points of view, or in any way think that that is how it went down. We are simply going to discuss the popular theories and the evidence presented by the people who champion them. However, saying all that, MK Ultra is not... So well, it is a conspiracy theory, but it's kind of not because a lot of the stuff was declassified and a lot of it's factual. So, but still, mind control. Yeah, but come on, it's still going on. Let's be fair. Oh fuck no! Yeah. Oh they yeah. Stop. So, before we go into MK Ultra, there's uh, there's a, another uh, CIA project which is Project Artichoke, um, also referred to as Operation Archchoke was a CIA project that researched interrogation methods. So it basically proceeded, proceeded uh, Project Bluebird and Artichoke officially arose in August of 1951, was uh, part of the CIA's Office of Scientific Intelligence. The primary goal was to determine whether a person could involuntarily be made to perform an act of attempted assassination. So it's basically the, um, you know, like the Manchurian candidate, which I think a big part of like this project, Artichoke and MK Ultra is, I think that's the main achievement that they wanted was to have, be able to sort of hypnotise or control just Joe public or whoever anyone they wanted to someone's assistant well I, I do band. remember
1: reading one of the specific experiments they carried out was if they could pull someone off the street just you know a member of Joe public and within an hour have them hypnotized to go and crash a plane I'm not saying nothing on nine eleven or anything I'm just saying this was one of the experiments
0: oh yeah, and like if you think like if you could do that to people you could and what happens is as well is they when they come out of the trance. So when they achieve the target, like the the target, the when you've shot whoever, Joe, when you've when you've shot President Kennedy, say for instance, is when you as soon as that bullet is fired, or the three bullets are fired, that's when you come out of the trance and then they can't remember. It, and that's why it's uh not the JFK one, the other Kennedy who was uh was it Kennedy who was a who was um assassinated by Sahan Sahan. What's his name? Um, yeah, Kennedys,
1: weren't
0: Yeah, I think it was, yeah. So like basically people reckon that he was um like a Manchurian candidate because have he, you ever
1: been uh, to show?
0: I have I haven't. I've seen him like I'd seen one on all day before. Well, like,
1: I, I'd seen on on holiday and telly and things like that. And I was still sceptical and didn't fully believe it. And I went to watch one down a local pub years ago. And, like, it obviously it involved people I knew. And the yeah. things he was getting them doing that, you know 100% they would never, ever do these things. But the hypnotist would, like, he'd talk to a group of people and he was just looking and he went, it's not working with you, you go out the way. And he'd, like, pull them off the seat. And he'd be like, "No, it's not working with you." But there was like, we couldn't see any difference or anything. And then all of a sudden, he had them all doing all these kind of things. And I was like, "That's absolutely mental!" Because he did use um, a pendant or something to just swing it. How it
0: was, was that?
1: Like, and I was like, and it literally took five ten minutes if that.
0: Um, it is scary because, and like I know, like a lot of um, like hypnotism. And, like, the stuff that, like, Darren Brown does, for instance, um, is to do with, like, um, subliminal messaging and stuff. Yeah, Darren Brown Um, is a legend. It makes you scary, like, the stuff that you can do. And I do wonder sometimes, like, you know, are they just people kind of, like plants and stuff just because of it like he he did one where he got people to assassinate people i, and I thought that went into I a saw theater yeah you, oh, you saw darren brown live do you yeah
1: and what he did he had basically like you know like them ring frisbees they've got like a hole and it's just a ring yeah he'd like throw a throwing it out to to the, behind crowd, it, like... the crowd someone would grab it he would go throw it again and he wouldn't be looking at anything he'd throw it again throw it again As is in the air he'd be like oh whoever catches it come up to the stage and it couldn't have been no more random there's no yes. way they could have picked these people to do it and they go up and every single thing he did work with every one of them and there was one bit we're watching him on the stage and he's doing a show and that and then all of a sudden he goes and i bet you didn't see the piano next to me and right next to him was a woman playing a piano and, and all of us were like wow N- none of us knew he was there like it was i don't know how he did, you know, he's just amazing
0: and that's the thing so like so, with so Robert Kennedy was killed by Sirhan Sirhan. Yeah. Um, so, the the conspiracy th- theory with that in relation to what we're talking about is that he was psychologically programmed by unknown people to commit the murder, that he was not aware of his actions at the time, and that his mind was wiped in the aftermath by his conspirators uh, so that he would have no memory of it, he could give no evidence, he could not prove... Anything you know anything any being programmed or anything like that. Um this theory is actually supported by a psychologist and hypnotist uh expert, Dr. Edward Simpson Callas because after 35 hours of work with Sir Han in the prison in 1969, Sir Han claimed and has continued to claim that he has no memory of the assassination or the aftermath. Um now, you know, I'm sure people will say. Or would say that, you know, it's just the adrenaline and the shock and the things like that, which would mean that he perhaps doesn't remember it. But, like, if you see videos of, this, like, his demeanor afterwards, he does look like someone who's been hypnotized. You know, yeah. like, when they first come out with that hypnotism state, they, like, look really dazed and, like, yeah. what they look like is, you know, like, how, when, say, we were growing up, if you saw, like, a movie of someone on drugs or, like, tripping on LSD or something like yeah. that, how people think people look yeah. in, like, a movie rather than allegedly, so I've heard, what people look like when they've done those sorts of things. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's weird, like, because... And, you know, a big part of Artichoke and MK Ultra involves chemicals like LSD And amnesia and vulnerable states, which are brought on by drugs, and you know, let's be let's be frank. They what they do is they break people. That they were breaking these people to try and um, manufacture like a split personality. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, you know, and like I've that in itself gets to me a lot. Because having spoken to people recently who've got um DID and knowing that DID is caused by like severe trauma. Yeah. I find it quite upsetting. Like I it's not nice anyway, even before, but having spoken to those people, I find it e- quite upsetting that the yeah. like, government was doing that to people just because they wanted to see what would happen, basically. Um so yeah it's not it's not good um and i still oh remember the sorry to jump around as usual um so remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about like the places in britain and i couldn't remember of the place there was like a place in britain which where they've where they've done this <clears throat> like mk ultra sort of thing and i was trying yeah. to think what it was it's tavistock um <clears throat> i know and what they did they it basically did exactly the same t- kind of pair uh, experiments and all that type of stuff. But I mean... I, I'm sure there's been... It's called the Tavistock Institute.
1: I'm sure there's um, been evidence found that they were doing these experiments back in 1910, trying to force right, split well, personalities.
0: Right, I bet you they were, Mitch, I think that the thing was is then the is there was... Trying
1: to force a split personality.
0: Yeah, but the thing is with those, um, is like, they, they there was no, like, uh, you know, boards to like, governor. regulate, well, regu- yeah. governor and regulate what people would, what these medical people were doing for the, you know, for the good of science and all this sort of shit. <clears throat> and, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not naive people. We wouldn't have the medical advancements and the scientific advancements that we haven't got. Like now, if people hadn't made sacrifices and people hadn't made, you know, done, shady stuff to achieve, to test all these different things. I get that. But what the CIA and the American government was doing with MKUltra and uh, Artichoke is it was ungoverned and it was using people who didn't know what they were going into. Yeah. Now, to me, if they were doing it, but the people who were being tested on knew this is what they were trying to do, and they still wanted to do it. I wouldn't like frown. I you know, it's legal. Okay, it is legal. I'm with so you there.
1: Volunteer is fine, but they'd have to be like psychologically assessed that they are a sound mind volunteer. Yeah, but
0: they, yeah, well, I would imagine they have to be. They want they'd want them to be completely sound mind to start with, because they need to be able to like break them so they can just pull people off the street, don't they? Do you see what I mean? Like yeah, they're they probably already also want to who have
1: got their personalities and things to try these experiments on as well.
0: Oh, yeah. And they can yeah, control their personalities,
1: or whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, it's, it's scary, mate. The, the, and even yeah. now, maybe, you know what they could do now, mate? Right? They could pull you in tomorrow on the yeah. under the Terrorism, terrorism Act. act. And they could whisk you off to Tav- the Tavistock Institute and they could do all this to you. And that would be like they would never need to. If it worked, they could put you back on the street and then just leave you until they wanted to trigger you. you they, you'd go back to work and doing everything as you do. And then they'd phone you up or they'd do whatever they need to do to set the trigger. You'd go and do whatever they set you to do. And then you'd do it. And then that would be, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Even though there's governments and there's boards Mate, and there's thought,
1: people. As soon as that act was brought in, I knew the Terrorism Act wasn't just to protect us from terrorists.
0: No way. Of course it wasn't. And that's why what you had is you had 9-11 and then you had 7-7 close together because everyone was so angry about all the terrorism. They're not paying attention to what these, the, those acts would never have got through. They would never... The, 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 like the Constitution in America and the democracy in the UK... People would never have agreed to it no without 9-11 and without 7-7 because what 9-11 did is put the world like everyone saw what happened everyone saw those planes crashing blah 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 but then what 7-7 did in the uk was brought it to your like doorstep
1: yeah
0: and most people have been to london at least once or they know people who've been to london so like it's, you. you do, do you know what I mean? Is and they would never have passed those acts. Never, especially yeah. in the UK. Um, bastards. So, Project I. I could choke. They um, basically what they did is a mind control program where they gathered information with the intelligence divisions of the army, navy, and air force, and the FBI. Like the FBI, technically, is supposed to be the people who stop these things. <laughs> Stops the CIA from doing stuff on American soil. Uh, yeah. And it was part hard. of it. You know, in the, and it was the future, fault. So, Yeah, Like
1: I say, I, I deeply believe these experiments and worse are still going on now, mate. Right. No, mate. And it, it sounds horrible and things, but there's so many homeless people and things like that.
0: People they could just take off the street and no they one was missing.
1: Well, they don't even have to whisk them away. They could put an offer in the job centre, offering someone £40 a day. They'll turn up on the door.
0: Yeah. There's, do you know how many people would volunteer for these tests if you offered £1,000 a, £1, a day to do these like, experiments? How many people register? I know people. I nearly did it myself a few years, like, 10 years ago. Registered for experiments to get some extra cash.
1: I know loads of people who've done it.
0: Especially make. you come up to Christmas and things like that. People do it all the time. Yeah. Do you imagine do you know if you were? Enough, like, signed I signed up. Actually
1: registered for one before Christmas last year, but I couldn't yeah, do it. So cause you cause imagine, I couldn't do it because I only had one testicle. No.
0: They, yeah, I there's a song about that, mate.
1: And then I never ever did it again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you know what that is meant as well, right? Is that they could... Um, if you would say you were on like a mailing list for that, that sort of thing, like different experiments and stuff which pay, and then they sent you one <clears throat> saying for one week you can earn £1,000 a day. You've just got to be there for 24 hours a day for a week. You've got to stay there for a week. And then they did this to you for a week. But at the start of the week, they don't tell you what they're doing like in detail, they just kind of say, oh, it's like a psychological... The government experiment." government version. Yeah, it's just like a psych- psychological experiment. You're going to watch some things, listen to some things, we'll inject you with a sedative. <laughs> <coughs> You'd say yes. 99.9% of people would say yes because they need the money. Do you know what the mad that thing really is? They realise it.
1: Right, as you, we both used to work for the civil department... Yeah, and can you remember I got onto a quite a high managerial course there?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: One of the tests that we had there it was um, a psychological analysis test, and mm-hmm. it was a series of I think it was it was about three four hundred questions, mm-hmm. and all they were was simple yes no answers. And I'll never forget these two questions that came in a row. The first one was, "Have you been scuba diving?" And then the next one was. Um, have you ever wanted to kill your parents? Such a, in a, in a That was in a government management test, and at the end of it, because that one, them two questions just struck in my mind. To be honest, I can't even remember any of the other questions apart from them two. And after it, I brought it up with one of the assessors, and they went, "We put that question in, and we speak to everyone about it." After, I was the only person who answered yes. And they went, you were the only truly honest one here. They said, when you were a child, we can guarantee if you live with your parents, there has been a time when you have wished them dead. So that statement is a factual statement. And in a way, he's right. When your kids, your kids have probably said to you at some point, I wish you were dead. Mine are going to. All kids do. They don't know what they're doing or saying.
0: But yeah, they don't understand what it statement. is. Hmm. Like... It's weird, isn't
1: it? Weird question. Yes, no answers. You didn't really have time to read the question. It was just get through them as fast as you can. Yeah. It was like that. You give your truthful answers. And I did just go with it and just, I was just, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. It wasn't just hitting a button. I was reading a question answering. But it was just the scuba diving one that went straight into, have you ever wanted to at your parents? And them two questions were just like, what the fuck? why smart,
0: smart that is mate, isn't it? and it's something Maybe.
1: to do with the way we think and the way we analyze and all this because they i went on there to do the um one certain side of the course i can't say what it is because they know where we were yeah, yeah, yeah but the other side of the course was management and leadership and they wanted me to switch to the management side so mm. it's obviously something to do with thought process and i would guess some kind of manipulation because they wouldn't want someone Forward thinking and outspoken in the managerial role. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it?
1: So, governments do it on all levels. I remember reading, I'm talking about three, four years ago now, I I saw this article somewhere that they'd invented breathable liquid. It was some kind Mm. of specialist saline solution you could basically submerge yourself in, but breathe through it. Okay. And it didn't say the reasons why, only kind of give little hints. Imagine if they took you, and there's a, it's not even torture, because they're not really doing anything wrong. They're giving you a bath. But imagine they locked you in a tub and submerged you in water. You panic, you, or you think it's water. You panic, you freak out. You think you're drowning, you're swallowing, you think you're not breathing. What, they leave you there for a few days. You could think you're dead, floating in yeah, you whatever it might be, your mind would go crazy, they pop the tub open. What what state are you in? Imagine mm-hmm. that. Yes yeah, just... in a tub. Would you think you could breathe in it? No,
0: you'd be you it, would, yeah. that would be to break a lot of people, mate, wouldn't
1: that? would break everyone Who would who could it's... they put in there who could rationally think, Whoa, I'm breathing in this liquid?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, you'd lose like you'd probably start to get confused by what's because real and what's
1: not. these because... deprivation tanks, haven't they? Mm. Imagine being in one of them, full of liquid.
0: Yeah, that you would insulting. lose. You would. You would lose a grasp on what's real and what's not, wouldn't you? Because you'd expect you'd be your mind would expect to be drowning in the dark. Yeah, but your body would keep breathing.
1: But your body will probably so react think as if you'd... it's drowning in some way because there's liquid going in.
0: Yeah, you'd still choke, wouldn't you? And like, it's like you can't just continually push things down your throat, can you? Yeah. Like eventually, you've got to empty like your throat out or whatever. It's weird. But imagine
1: mm. whether it's true or not, I don't know. But imagine, just imagine that.
0: Yeah, it's a hell of a torture. That would be
1: the most ultimate torture ever. That would mm. break anyone
0: so when what they used to do in these experiments is they used to use um like lsd hypnosis complete isolation in these tanks um and like psychological harassment for special interrogations so on these human subjects the first agents would use like uh cocaine marijuana heroin peyote masculine so like that on its own is like whew. then they'd increasingly start using the lsd because they saw that as like a more promising to open up the mind to, you know, different things and to break the mind as well. Because obviously that provided similar effects to a lot of those other drugs, but hallucinations, audio hallucinations, and visual. Can, you know, it can be... Um, and also, they were still trying to find the amnesia side of it as well. So they were experimented on how to break the mind and the hypnotism bit and the psychological bit but they also wanted people to forget now i know you can do that with hypnotism i think to a certain extent without being an expert in hypnotism but i think that there's ways to recover those memories and i think they yes, were looking um, for something where you could completely like a mixture of hypnos- hypnosis hypnosis mind control and drugs yeah there's
1: a name for it isn't there regressive therapy or
0: something like
1: that hmm i'm
0: not 100 sure exactly
1: but yeah there's people who specialize in just that
0: so one agent because they used to do this to their own agents as well unknowingly so what they used to do from about 1952 is they started giving cia agents who didn't know lsd to see how they react, see how people react when they don't know they've taken a hallucinogen. And in this one record, it says that during Project Artichoke, one agent was given enough LSD or given LSD for 77 days straight. So, like, he, he just didn't come down. Now, if you speak to anyone who's sort of taken anything like magic mushrooms or LSD, the first thing they will tell you about how you feel is everyone has had like a bad sort of trip or a bad experience, yeah. even if it doesn't last long and they talk themselves out of it or you know they feel all right once they've yeah. sort of settled. One of the biggest fears is that you're never gonna come down. Yeah. So I fear. Even though you know it's yeah, so I've heard that's what I'm saying. Um so like Twelve hours later, they come down and they feel relief and they feel or whatever it may be. But like, can you imagine not knowing you've been given it and for seventy-seven days straight? That is. How could you not? Unbelievable, mate. I can't think of anything worse.
1: Like I've spoken to loads of people who've taken both magic mushrooms and LSD. And from what I can perceive from it, Magic Mushrooms is a lot more mellow than LSD. LSD totally fucks your mind up.
0: Magic Mushrooms Let me tell, some, let me tell some for that, mate. Let me just stop you there. Um, I got a friend who took Magic Mushrooms when he was like, about 14, 15. Yeah. Um, and he got lost at the Garth on his own. And... Uh, has never quite recovered from that. It's like stayed with him forever and like proper like made him super paranoid and stuff like that. And he uh, he's never been able to get over
1: it. Think about it at that age though. But like what like what you're saying there, totally no. It's
0: different for like like a grown up I know a lot more yes, people
1: who've been damaged by LSD than by oh, me. yeah yeah
0: oh yeah god yeah especially yeah, that magic mushroom.
1: But again it's the same as any drug out there. You know, it's how much of you take of it? What type do you take of it?
0: Mm, and it's out- the circumstances and, everything and it's,
1: it's how your mind was when you took it. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Bang That's
1: on it. the biggest part. Of it. Yeah. I don't think drugs mess people up. I think we've all got something wrong with us anyway. And the drugs trigger it. Yeah.
0: And I think like my mm, yeah. friend of mine, different friend said that like he, he, like, even now, he really believes that, like, with drugs, some drugs, like, some some people are all right with some drugs and they're not with others. And he's just, like, him and this other guy, they're just magic mushrooms, was just just not for them. Sorry, my miss, i just seen an arm come in the door, and it's my missus reaching for the lighter. Um, yeah, yeah it's Just and, it's, and I just think, but like, the thought of, like, not knowing... That someone's given you that hallucinogen imagine 70 a paranoid days mate yeah that would that would break i that 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 i would i would love to know what happened with that guy because i know there was one cia guy who um got dosed unknowingly and he jumped out a window um, and his wife was fighting for years to have you know acknowledged that that's what happened um because you know he they he was dosed, freaked out, jumped out a window, died, and you know she she lost her husband or whatever,
1: yeah
0: it's frightening they had no no shame of like what they oh, were, they doing. Don't fit. you know particularly at that time, I'm not to say they've got any more shame now, but at that point they just did not care they would just so they would the CIA was actually sued because this he uh, was a scientist it was his name was uh, Frank Olsen and the CIA were actually sued after it because um obviously as you would his his wife knew sort of what he was you know into and whatever um so the frank so the the just quickly flicking through it his family claimed that he that either the CIA threw him from a window or he was dosed and jumped because they said that he, there was no way he would have voluntarily done it
1: the thing is now like back then we didn't have social media and internet and all that Yeah, totally utterly but you look at some of the suicides of certain people now and what people close to them say. There's no way you'd have done that.
0: Yeah, but then there's like... This is like me that... being
1: devil's advocate.
0: You yeah, know. of course. Well, well, look at that Welsh, the Welsh NY5 um, guy a couple of years ago, who um, they found in a locked hotel room, in a hole locked from the outside. But they say that he killed himself a uh, welsh uh, gareth williams his name was and um, he was an mi5 like worked for mi5 yeah he was found in a locked hotel room the room was wiped clean prints a hotel room now which you know how many people go through a hotel room you know on a weekly basis thousands um was in a black like gym bag his body like in the inside the bag was zipped up. He killed himself. And they said, it, the, the, the media said it was a sex game gone wrong. And that, you can't tell me that that's not like something shady. Do you know what I mean? Things like this you hear about all the time, don't you? It, that was in, that, that's not in the 50s, that's in 2010.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you look at, Them Russians, the
0: NSA
1: look at the Russians who got poisoned. Yeah, how many of them people do they poison and it works and no one ever finds out? It's probably going on on a daily basis all over the world.
0: Scary, mate.
1: The human species is irrelevant to humans.
0: Yeah, they don't care who they hurt, just they need to do what they need to do for whatever reason. There isn't many and power, yeah, generally. But what I find, what I think as well is is when they need to cover something up, it's easier for them to kill than to deal with the expose, yeah, or the the whistleblower. So they just kill that person, or they disappear yeah. them. And I find it, I, don't know, I find it really sad that the human race is like so. There's there's a, there's a large portion of the human race. Who are so blasé about human life that rather than their sort of greed be exposed and them lose like their their money money line or whatever you want to call it, their power trip, they're yeah. happy to just kill like innocent people. You know, people who've got families and kids and just no not bothers. Just you're in my way. You're a obstacle, you're a problem. So that's the solution and that's the end of it. Yeah, it's a sad, sad uh, reflection on the human race, unfortunately. <clears throat> um, So the CIA disputed that Project Artichoke was a real operation. Um, and finally, it was decided that an agent from the CIA research staff, a former U.S. Army Brigadier General, Paul F. Gaynor, would oversee it. And the CIA sought to establish control over what it perceived as we, weaker and less intelligent segments of society. And that's the other thing, is they view the, us underlings as less than, you know. They, 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 that's, And I think that's another reason why they find it so easy to, you know, kidnap, experiment on, kill, whatever you want to say, you know they they they're happy to do because they view the Joe public as you know not being on their level should we say yeah. um, and they sort of moved on to using like people like defectors and um I lost my place like defectors and refugees prisoners of war others or or even they were using to so say people were like interviewing for jobs with the CIA, they would use them. It's it's not great, is it? you know? It's, it's crazy. Um, and they they moved it overseas as well. They t- it took they did a lot of these experiments in Southeast Asia, Japan, the Philippines, because it was even easier for them to 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 get away with in those countries, because they you know who expects in 1950s who is expecting the CIA. And the american governments to be doing the experiments like that in those countries you know yeah and they established teams to manage it over you know operations abroad and all this sort of stuff Um, overseas bases all this type of stuff especially um a lot of it was hidden behind um military experiments for and like aliens and stuff like that so that people or above them people who might have objected it was like what i would say is the equivalent now of national security you know like they use that's their excuse isn't it for everything or it's national security and i think back then it was probably to get people to stop asking questions it was like oh we're looking into extraterrestrials or space and stuff like that yes Um, so yeah, Project choke pretty much morphed into, or led onto, whatever you want to say, into pre- Project MK Ultra, also called the CIA Mind Control Project or Program. It's the code. It was the that's the MK Ultra is the code name which was given to the program. Um, and yeah, let's let's get into some of the. Uh, like the nitty, the nitty gritty, as they say, um, experiments on humans were uh, intended to identify and develop drugs and procedures that could be used in interrogations in order to weaken an individual, force confessions through mind control. Uh, the project was organised through, again, the scientific intelligence department of the CIA. Coordinated with the US Army Biological Warfare Laboratory um, It was Officially sanctioned in 1953 So you can see uh, I think Artichoke was 1951, you can see how they Build up to them Through yeah. different projects they, You know, like one's linking to the other Or well, we've got this down So now we're going to go into these experiments For these reasons um, You know, it was like a What would you say, like a
1: they're just pushing the boundaries more and more yeah. and
0: seeing you how yeah. deeper
1: and further they can go.
0: Oh yeah. Um, Which, so you know,
1: science needs things like that, but not in ways done. like
0: this. Yeah, not in horrific ways like this. And the thing is so,
1: when you say like if people volunteered for it, if they're willingly doing it
0: That's one thing, and that even if, if
1: it's not really the experiment they want, is it? Hmm. Yeah, willingly doing it is that's not, not really, regardless of they don't know what you know they're gonna be willingly doing, but they're willing to do it, so their mind is open to it anyway. They don't wanna know that. Yeah. They wanna know, can I pull Joe Public in and make him do what I want?
0: Yeah. So it was officially sanctioned in uh nineteen fifty-three, it was reduced in sort of scope by nineteen sixty four, and then further curtailed in nineteen sixty seven and recorded to be halted in nineteen seventy-three. Because basically, it the project uh, was engaged in many illegal activities, including the use of U.S. and Canadian citizens as unwilling test subjects, which led to controversy regarding its legiti- legitimacy. Um, MK Ultra used numerous methods to man- manipulate people's mental states and alter their brain functions, including surreptitiously administering drugs like LSD, other chemicals hypnosis sensory deprivation isolation and verbal and sexual abuse and other forms of torture it's like what other what other forms of torture are there after all those things um it's crazy mate crazy you know it's it was done by a lot like you know this wasn't don't get me wrong this wasn't just like a group of cia rogue guys This was being done in at least 80 institutions around the country, including colleges, uh, universities, hospitals, prisons, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies, you know, as well as the CIA. They were just in charge. Yeah. Uh, You know, this wasn't just like a shady group of like small group of people doing it. The mad thing is, that's what's
1: going on in these countries. Look at. Third world countries. They're probably doing these experiments on children and everything.
0: Oh, God. I hate to think what they were doing. Do you know what I mean? Where they there's, well, places there's where stories
1: floating th- about the CIA do a lot of their experiments in other countries because of human law and such.
0: I wouldn't surprise me, mate. You, especially like... um
1: You go to like Rwanda. Like countries where there's like
0: not so much law and yeah. order. Do you know what I mean? It's... Um, I'll have a quick look now. But yeah, like where they can get away with it, you'd imagine that they were doing even worse stuff, let's be fair.
1: There is no world law, is there?
0: No. And uh, that is, you know, there's a lot of, it's difficult to go into all of this within an hour because there's so much. And I'm half tempted to call it and do it part two next week because there's so much. And maybe in part two we can go, you know, into a bit more detail of certain cases. So like today we've gone be into better. a general thing, but
1: Cause that some because some of
0: the cases
1: bring right to harrowing, like the Bobby yes. thing, and you know, Bobby Kennedy. Yes.
0: Yeah, and there's rights
1: um, to other things.
0: Yeah yeah i agree yeah so I think what that's what we'll do. We'll keep it general today, and then next week we'll go full on into you know m k ultra and mind control and Manchurian candidates you know there's plenty of sort of whistleblowers and people who say they were experimented on yeah um we'll go into that so like obviously, we've touched on uh, project artcholk and m k ultra the um the other one I wanted to just go into to finish was the syphilis uh experiments yeah they did which obviously was just fucking horrific. And in some ways well, not it's not as uh in some ways it's not as bad as what they did to you know human beings with MK Ultra because what they did was just fucking brutal. But so the so for people who don't know um the American government in it was a study conducted between 1932 and 72, um, which is a long old time. Uh, the it was it's called the Tusk, Tuskegee syphilis experiment, um, and it's famous for being or infamous for being completely unethical clinical study, which basically. Uh, was conducted by the US Public Health Service. The purpose of the study was to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis. Um, so what they did is they gave African American men syphilis and didn't give them any treatment and then observed them over a period as long as it took them to die, I guess, because like you're talking 1932 to 72 is 40 years yeah forty years where they just literally you know uh observed what syphilis was would do um and it's not pretty um i don't mm-hmm. think um so let's have a look we've got it's and this this uh this experiment has had long long um you know long-standing aftermath of issues for the people who were involved um because not so much you know a lot of them died or have died since but some of the younger ones have had to live with that you know for god lord knows how long so they they formed a study in 19 study group in 1932 uh, the National Health Service headquarters. Uh, Talifero Clark was credited with founding it, and his initial goal was to follow untreated syphilis in a group of black men for nine, uh, six to nine months, and then follow up with a treatment phase. However, when he understood the intention of the other study members was to use deceptive practices, he disagreed with that plan to conduct the extended study. And he later retired after the study began because he obviously didn't agree with it. So good for him, I guess. But um, you know, they weren't going to be stopped by one person. Uh, I mean, let's be let's mm-hmm. be honest. In 1932, African Americans were second class citizens who no one gave a fuck about. And yeah they just gave him this disease to see what would happen. Do you know what I mean?
1: Totally brutal.
0: There was no consent given. There was no no payment for experiments. They were given this without knowing to see what would happen. Um, In some cases, they were given it via spinal tap. Um, Oh, sorry. No, they weren't given it via spinal tap. That's completely wrong. Um, they were given it, but then they were given, at later date, a spinal tap to look for signs of neurosyphilis to see if it spread to their brain. Yeah. And a spinal tap in itself is quite dangerous. I only know because I had one, um, because they basically, like, get right to your sp- the base of your spine. And, you know, it one sort of millimeter the wrong direction, and you're going to be paralyzed. Yeah. Um, it's a diagnostic test, so it's not like an intrusive or operation or anything. But it, you know, we're talking nineteen thirty-two, so we're not talking of like the medical Advances knowledge that we got now. More. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And um, it was offered as a special free treatment, and um, to see if the neurosyphilis, uh, the syphilis had spread to neurosyphilis. Yeah, um, so let's have a look at the study details a um a norwegian study which was in 1928 so like four year, uh, yeah four years before it reported that there was a pathological uh, say pathological manifestations of untreated syphilis in several hundred white white males um this was basically a problem for people of that time So they needed to come up with a solution of how to combat that issue. Um, I'm assuming because there was a lot of sort of, you know, everything was not as clean back then, was it? Um, But there was a lot of prostitution and things like this. So you can easily see with that and um, like living standards of 1932 to now, how things could spiral and how things could, you know, things like syphilis and other sort of diseases could spread fairly quickly. But instead of sort of trying to get on top of it and treating the white males and education or whatever else they needed to do, they thought that the best idea was to infect a load of poor black people and watch what it did. Um, And I still find that, you know, even though, you know, I don't know any of these people, I... I've got, you know, I no links to it, no nothing. I just find it quite disturbing that there's human beings willing to do it, mate. Just poor people. Uh, and it goes back to what we were just saying about the homeless people. People, you know, how many homeless veterans are there in America? Millions.
1: Like, don't get me wrong, you will have some people who will totally want to do it for scientific research. But you're going to have... A shitload more will do it just for money and not realise what they're doing.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, um... It's like... <sighs> what do you do, really? It, like If there was people at that time who'd say, "Look, yeah, give it to me and pay me, you know, pay me a wage for the time I've got it, is it okay, then? I don't know.
1: What do you do for a living, mate? Got syphilis.
0: Yeah, I got syphilis. (laughs) It's just madness, isn't it? But, like, that's not what happened. They weren't willing participants. No. Um, So, by the end of the study in 1972, only 74 of the test subjects were alive. um, Of the original 399 men, 28 had died of syphilis. 100 were dead of related complications, 40 of their wives had been infected, 19 of their children were born with congenital syphilis. The Tuskegee University Legacy Museum has a display uh, check issued by the United States Government on the behalf of Dan Carolis to Lloyd Clements Jr., a descendant of one of the study participants. Lloyd Clements, Jr.'s great-grandfather, Dan Carolis, and his two uncles, Ludie Clements and Sylvester Carolus, were in the study. The original legal paperwork for Sylvester Carolis related to the syphilis study is on display at this museum as well. So, like, in fairness, they have tried to, like, compensate the families afterwards and make it right only because they got caught yeah oh yeah let's make no mistake they uh if they could have got away with it without it coming out and without having to pay or like own up to it they would have make no mistake Jesus yeah but you know at least I suppose they're trying to no no fuck them. not at least they, we shouldn't have done it they they yeah, yeah they pick on people less fortunate of themselves and poor. And, you know, let's be frank, mate, this they were they picked they did it and they got away with it because black people were second class citizens at that time. Yeah. No one, no one gave a shit, or very few people gave a shit what was happening in the black community. Yeah. They didn't care if they were sick, ill, whatever, as long as they were serving them in their houses and their diners or whatever.
1: And the best thing was, these black people were soldiers who'd enlisted into the army to help defend their country. And this is how they get treated.
0: The thanks they get, mate, isn't it? It's, um... So, Bill Clinton, on the 16th of May, 1997, formally apologised, held a ceremony at the White House for the surviving study participants. He said, what... What has been done cannot be undone, but we can end the silence. We can stop our heads turning away and we can look at you in the eye and finally say on behalf of the government and the American people, what we did was shameful and we are sorry to the Amer- African-American citizens. I am sorry that your federal government orchestrated a study so clearly racist. Um. yeah, you know. Five of the eight study survivors attended the ceremony. Um, and yeah, you know, these things like this and MKUltra and some of the other things, which we're going to, like I said, we're being quite general now because we're going to go into a lot of these things in certain cases, you know, bit by bit and person by person next week. It's... um. A lot of the reason that we know so much about MKUltra experiments is because they were deep stuff was declassified in I think it was 1973 off the top of my head and I've lost the bit where it says, um, yeah, it's a lot, of, it was de- declassified, which meant that doc, although that's not, not strictly true, it was declassified in 1973, but before they declassified it, they ordered that all documentation was destroyed so by the time it was declassified in I think it was 1973 I'm just going to check that now um, there was only bits left Um, so yes they declassified it yes we were able to learn that it was true and it was real but they did try to destroy the evidence first which is, you know, shocking. The mad thing
1: is, they obviously destroyed a lot of evidence, and they would have destroyed the worst of the evidence. What we know about? Even probably the worst of the experiments.
0: No, it's the stuff that um, they don't mind us using. But yeah. um, been since since it was all, or since it, since it was declassified, there's been four thousand new documents requested. Um, sorry, I got the dates wrong, mate. Um, the CIA director Richard Helms ordered that all files were destroyed in 1973. Um, and then it was declassified in some much later than that. I got those dates wrong, so I apologise. Um, I can't find this I'm sure
1: we can forgive you this once, mate.
0: Yeah, I'm normally pretty good with my facts and my dates. Um. And now I can't fucking find it when the pressure's on. Um, yeah. I just. They're just bastards, mate. All of them. They're just the government.
1: It's vicious, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's, it is like it's brutal and like raw and just not good. Like this. And i i sort of looking forward now. I'm glad we're going to do it that way and go into the the Nitty gritty of it and get into some some of the people who've spoken out about the stuff that happened to them because it's a bit easier to explain like like I know we tend to fly flit around a bit and I'm going from bit like something' will remind me of something and this and that um so the first details started to be coming out in nineteen seventy five two years after they were ordered to be destroyed, so you'd imagine that. When people were destroying them, people were coming across, um, you know, like documents and stuff, and think reading them or whatever, and thinking, fuck, you know. And then stuff started to leak out. Um, so yeah, in 1975, there was like it was they spoke about it in Congress, and it's all a bit messed up.
1: But most of it was already deleted by then.
0: Yeah, well, it seems they ordered it to be destroyed in 1973. It lasted from 53 to 73. And then in 73, they said that all the documents should be destroyed. Um, And then it became public in 1975 during a congressional investigation into what had gone on. It's worrying, isn't it? Yeah, that they were able to yeah. get away. Like that's the the syphilis experiment. What did I say? Forty years. The from the start of Project Artichoke to the end of MK Ultra was like fifty. No, what was it fifty two to seventy three? Thirty years. Imagine the people who died, damaged, and just disappeared in that, you know, in those projects. Yeah. Just just chucked to the side, no use anymore because they're mentally broken or dead or no use, didn't work, couldn't take the torture, whatever it may be, cast aside, next. Subsetting, mate, and worrying. Um, so that's the general MK Ultra next week. We will be back with individual cases, uh, and people who've talked about actually, you know, what they went through or what they witnessed or what they did in some cases. Um, be quite looking forward to going through them, mate. Yeah, it'll be quite brutal, but all the same, I think it's important to talk about, and it's good fun to talk. I, I say, good fun. It's interesting. It's interesting stuff, mate. Conspiracy theories. And then, yes. And like with these now, we're, like we, especially when we get into the cases, we're going to go into stuff like the Manchurian Candidate and all that type of jazz, which we're going to do a show on that separately anyway, because it's one of my favourites. But you know, we're going to touch on those other conspiracy theories alongside, yeah. Because of just because of the stuff they do and this it's all it's all linked in some way or shape or form. Okay, um, guys you can find Reese on Twitter at Shaw Celtic. You can find me at AceCast underscore nation. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ace Give this video a like and a thumbs up and share. Tell your friends about all the shows and series we've got on the site we've got audio of, of all 50 plus shows spotify stitcher apple podcasts pocket Casts, i can't think of any more lots of others you can find audio video of all the stuff we've got uh social media exclusive videos shorter videos as well uh the quickfire questions and i might have a new one A new mini-series coming as well, which will be a short-form shows, uh, interviewing different guests and hearing their stories uh, about the good old days of football fandom, football casuals, shall we call them, Um, and I'm quite looking forward to that, speaking to some, probably for some people, familiar faces, other people there'll be new faces, but one thing's for sure, their stories will be very funny, very interesting, and probably a bit mm. rude. Um, thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for watching, guys. Thank you for joining me, Reese. And awesome uh, we'll be back next week for MK Ultra Part Two. Mm. Network.